Um, you brought the uh, theme song with you, right? Uh, no. Was I supposed to bring that? You were supposed to bring the theme song. I specifically Fuck. put that in the business email when we discussed episode four twenty one thousand and one million. Damn it. Um. Okay. Well, I totally read the email. I did. Yeah. Totally. Um. And see. Okay. So here's what happened. Okay. I was reading the email, and then as I was reading the email. Yeah. I heard noises on the on the, in the door, um, yep. on the door, and so I had to go answer the door. Yeah. And then when I got to the door, there was a giant cat there, and it like. I didn't read the email. I didn't think you did. <laughs> I didn't think you did. I'm gonna have to use this shitty version of our theme song now. <laughs> so, I guess here we go. Fucking shit, Rich. Read. Read the emails. We have emails. For okay, emails. okay, okay, fine. All right. I'm going to have to use this one. Just Okay. Sorry, guys. Just bear with us. Welcome to Talk to the Nerd. I am your passenger captain through time, Ryan Hall. I am your confused co-captain. Mm, you are. You are sitting right there. Yeah. I am. I am so confused. Um, we are litty titty tonight, baby. What? Yes. What just came out of your mouth? I said litty titty. I did not need to hear it repeated. I Litty will say that. Litty titty. Now I, you got three. three times. Now whatever the equivalent of the sexy Beetlejuice is is going to come out because I've said it three times. No, I got to talk about something though because okay, I got high as a motherfucking kite last night. <laughs> okay, so I'm still in the vibe. It's okay. I'm I'm good now. I'm Great. Are you gonna introduce yourself? Or I said my name. Did and I you said, Yeah, you said you were the co-captain, man. Oh, See? my name is Richard Lasso. This is how it fucks with your brain, man. You don't even have to be high to be high. I, I dog. Have, I'm like confused by high adjacency. Listen, I guess. listen. Have you heard of a show called Midnight Gospel? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you love podcasts? Yes, sometimes. Do you love slightly random humor? Yes. Okay. Do you love Adventure Time? Yes, I do. Okay, so imagine, if you will, if this guy had a podcast and he had people on, whoever he felt like, and they just talked while they got super high about the deepest shit. And I mean, like, mind-boggling, mind-thinking stuff. Okay? Okay. And then they said... Hey, you guys did animation for um, Adventure Time, right? And they said, yeah. And they said, we have a podcast. Can you do an animation for like a whole season? And they said, <laughs> sure, man. And that's what I watched last night. 
The guy, but some of the people who did Adventure Time came in. Okay. And the first episode is, and the second episode is so good. Those are the only two I've seen so far, man. But it was like this guy, it, it, this is the theme that's reoccurring through every episode, right? He's in his little trailer in like a different world. It's super cool. No, I think I've seen this. And he, I think I he have goes seen to this. different types of alternate earths yes in okay. a simulation okay. yes i actually i actually i actually have seen this the show okay. i've seen like three episodes of it is it so good or is it you you're acting like it's meh i i think that i got really kind of weirded out at parts of it it's been like several years since i actually watched it that's funny because um, it came out like last year no Maybe two years ago, but I think it was a year ago. Hold on. What's, what's the name of the show? Midnight Gospel. I could be wrong. 2020. Fuck. It's been two years. It's, it's, um, I did watch a few episodes of it. It's been three years. Oh, yeah. It's 2023. You were right. It's Fuck. been a few years. Um, yeah, I watched it a few years ago and I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I think I just wasn't in the right headspace for it to like enjoy it. The second really? episode was so. mind blowing and it's so crazy. It really is. Especially like I was high as hell last night. So when I was watching it, I was going back and forth from the fun animation and kind of the randomness going on. And then back to the dialogue talking about like states of being and mind and stuff and how it affects your daily life. And it was just so cool. I mean, the first episode, you're going through an entire zombie apocalypse. And it's this dude just talking to the president through the entire episode. Yeah. And it's just, it it was so good. It's just the little like bits here and there, like the, the funny moments. Oh, it was just great. And then the random dog where they could just stuff whatever they wanted inside the dog because it had a black hole for a stomach. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun. It I, I if you have not seen it, um well, you should. you're also you're also advertising this show after you were high. So well, my 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 the value follow of- up no no listen. <laughs> the follow up to that is Emmeline genuinely enjoyed the show. That's good. And she does not get high. That's that. That's yeah. I mean, that that is my follow up because yes, I did I, see it. I'm just laughing. <laughs> no, you're good. You're because fine. you give me this, you give me this glowing recommendation. <laughs> but so you good. were high. No, Emily were yeah high. A lot of so. it weirded her out, but she like genuinely enjoyed it. Like they would say something deep, but she go huh. Yeah. So it was it was fun. It was great that Emily enjoyed it because when you're high and you have people who you really care about around you. When they have like a bad vibe, you start feeling bad. <laughs> That's good to know. I would not know. <laughs> well, it, funny enough that I recommend this show. We actually kind of have a question that goes into like like a deep like thought process. Okay. Yeah. That I wanted to just throw out there, man. Yeah, let's get into it. Can I just like throw out that I went to a con- my first convention this Dude, past weekend? Yeah, speak on that. Speak. speak. Hey Richard, <laughs> speak on that. Okay, so I I have to kind of modify my vibe a little bit because like I went into this not with this <laughs> vibe of like high aftershocks, um. But no, listen, that's fine. Your vibe is how you want your vibe to be, man. You know what? You 
This is weird. And this pod, this li- no, is listen, so weird, listen. The way that you want your vibe to be <laughs> is the way that you need your vibe to be. You you see what I'm saying? When you put something out, that's what you're getting back. So if that's what you want back, put out the energy you want, man. I I hope you know I love you so much. <laughs> you can't do. I'm gonna break my character here. You can't. Okay, okay, can't okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Okay, so I went to my first convention. It was an anime convention here in in Dallas, and um, it was so much fun. I've never been surrounded by people that just genuinely were being themselves and having such fun in that environment. That like on this scale, right? Like I've been around people that are being themselves and having a good time, but this was hundreds of people coming out having a good time, dressing up in characters. Like, the amount of cosplays that I saw was just so freaking cool. Uh, one of them was a gender-bent All Might. Don't say that shit. <laughs> that sounds attractive as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and this woman was naturally, like, six-something. And and fairly muscular. Like, really? she was fit. It was impressive. Six foot and toned, huh? Yeah. On the other side of that scale was actually uh, Inosuke cosplayer from uh, Demon Slayer. Is that's the main one with the green hair or not green hair? Does he? Have uh, green I think hair? I think Inosuke uh, is the is the one with the like boar head. Oh, the boar head. Um, <clears throat> also played by Bryce Pembroke, by the way, um, who was at the convention. Oh wait, he plays All Might, right? No, uh, he plays um, he plays a lot of other roles in, in everything. Uh, he plays Kirito, oh. um, uh, Attack on Titan, Aaron. Oh. He plays all of them. <laughs> he is he plays a lot of other stuff. Um, oh, he's also Cat so cool. um, Noir. Oh, okay, yeah. From Ladybug and Cat Noir. Oh, he's uh, Cat Miraculous. Noir. He's he's Cat Noir. Okay. Um, you said marvelous Ladybug. Yeah, the show is marvelous. Um, or miraculous. Oh, miraculous! The mirac- the, the miraculous ladybug. Yeah, in in the con in the convention, uh, the other cosplay was Inosuke, who is a male character who always runs around shirtless with this boar head on. Right, um, right. A female dressing as that character authentically, which was weird. How do you do that authentically and go to a con? a lot of very powerful tape <laughs> because honestly oh my <laughs> I, it was shocking <laughs> to say the least um it was impressive There's some shocking things at confe- at confess at cons oftentimes, yeah but um, I, I, i'm blown it, away by the creativity it somehow they made it work i'm impressed I am very impressed. Uh, this was obviously a female. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So that was kind of the question that was going through my head. Like, how much were they working with? Um, not, not a lot. Okay. But enough that you. But it, yeah. it was it was one hundred percent. Like unmistakably. Unmistakably. Like um, physically female. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was impressive, right? And so anyway, to say that right uh there was a lot yeah. of amazing cosplay. there was this amazing angel wings gorgeous cosplayer um but anyway like the convention was just so much fun and getting to meet so many different people i got to meet uh 
a streamer that I have been in a community with for a while now and getting to meet her and, that is and cool. the other members of the community that I've been literally talking to for months now. Uh, which streamer? Um, by the name of uh, Pixcat OS. Pixcat OS. Yes. Um, amazing. Absolutely incredible. Had so much fun getting to meet people and hang out with them. And um, I don't know. It, it's one of those things like getting to meet somebody, especially when it's like a content creator, right? Um, and, and they specifically do uh, VTube. They're a VTuber. Right. So they have a virtual avatar. They're not in, They're not showing their face. That's why um, we talked about this, I think, a couple episodes. Yes. And having this facade can easily generate a character that you play. Um, mm, it kinda, I'm guessing that it sticks with you when you meet your fans in real life. Um, except Pixcat OS is just authentically her. 100%. There was no difference wow. between the streamer that we saw online and the person that I met in real life. Wow. It was just her. It was Pix. That's who it was. It just felt is, is naturally she, her. Is she one of those VTubers that covers her face in real life? or No. No? It was okay. just like okay. we met her and got to see what she looks like. She's adorable. It was amazing to meet her. That's she was so awesome. sweet and kind. And it was just like the way she talked the voice like immediately i knew who it was even before she introduced herself before i saw her name tag like any of that i knew exactly who she was because she just was herself you could just tell you could hear it you could see it honestly that's the best way to go about it you just portray yourself you know through whatever character you want and 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 it makes it makes things so incredibly connected Right, like you feel you're, yeah. you're not just connecting to this imaginary person, this character. You're connecting to an actual, authentic, real person on the other end, which makes the community so much stronger. Which so when we were connecting with the people that we've been talking to, and then through them connecting to the streamer, it was this amazing community moment that really connected all of us together. And so now when we're in chat there's a deeper level of connection that's happening yeah, and a deeper level of like encouragement and cheer and camaraderie in chat because we got the chance to actually meet each other and know each other. See, this is why you're doing so good as a streamer, man. It's because you're building that community. You have zero social platform <laughs> I do. I'm out so there bad. except for this show and you know, the half assery that we put out for our social media. But you're building a community. You know people personally, like Minotauri's Pixie Cat OS, uh, Pixcat OS, Pixcat OS. Yeah, and I think a couple others, from what I understand. And uh, I mean, you got a good following on Twitch. You've got you're you're getting to know people who have even better followings on Twitch, and that's just going to improve you. Yeah, you and, know? and there's there's this thing of like getting to connect with both the streamers and the the viewers right like yeah twitch is this huge community it can be this huge community a lot of people are total jerks and oh for sure don't do a good job with this but i think that the beautiful thing about twitch and what makes it unique in the sense of content creation and, and specifically live streaming you can do this on any platform twitch is just the most common one but mm-hmm. the ability to connect and build a community with both content creators mm-hmm. and the viewers 
that are watching you. Yeah. And building both of those connections and, and getting to like network and build. It's just a, it's a different experience. It's really cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's incredible, dude. Con was really cool. I did some really cool things. Um, have you, do you know Robbie Damon? Robbie Damon, Robbie Damon. He played, he plays Spider-Man in Uh a lot of the old TV stuff. Have you seen one punch man? Yeah. He plays Moomin Ryder. Moomin Ryder, Moomin Ryder. He's the bicyclist. The one who like runs, he's a he's a little C-class that, run, that rides a bike everywhere. Most useless character. But he's the voice of that. He's okay. also the voice of like Spider-Man in a lot of the original like cartoons oh. that came out a long time ago. Um, like all the 2000s, early 2000s stuff. He was oh, the voice Spider-Man, for all of that. Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man. Radio he also played in Critical did. Role for like a season and a half. Okay, cool, um, cool. And I got to meet him at the convention. <gasps> No way, get out. And I have a signed, I have an autographed poster of oh, his character. It's show and tell. From Critical Role. Oh, no that way. That he played in that. Yeah, I don't have it with me. Oh, you didn't like, have it, so it's not a show and tell. Um. Okay, but yeah, so we have a question, right? Let's go ahead and get it. Yeah, we do, man. And it goes like deep, deep. Yeah, so I saw this question come <clears throat> in through the email, and I kind of skimmed the first half of it and then stopped <laughs> because I wanted to really kind of do this in the moment and really not think about it too much. So I know that it's deep. I don't remember exactly what it is. So let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, This one comes to us from our query master, Rosin. Yeah. Rosin, thank you so much. Love seeing your questions, query master. I hope you know that. Oh, yeah. All the time. Every time. Rosin says, hey, old fellow nerds. It is I, your query master, with a whole bucket of queries. Hope y'all don't mind if I get a little serious this time. What do you think a human being is, really? Obviously, we have physical bodies, which connect us to this physical world, but there's more to it than that. We have words like heart, mind, soul, and spirit, which we use to describe different aspects of the self that gets to pilot this meat-covered skeleton for some unknowable amount of time. But what do you think is the relationship between them? Do souls have memories, or do memories become irrelevant when the soul is no longer confined by time? Do you think the soul resides in a specific part of the body, and if so, could it be transplanted? What makes a person, quote, good or, quote, evil? Why is there love? I'm a person, Rosin. First thing that comes to mind, dog, Chappie. Uh, yeah, that was... That was the movie that came out a few years ago with a robot, right? That gained sentience. More than a few years ago, but yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah. played the villain, and uh, Chappie was a robot that they were trying to basically make sentient, like people. And they figured that if they could code the soul, they could transport people's beings into robotic bodies protecting them making them stronger making them you know better and i think the original use was for like you know construction or police work and you could just transfer and then come back to your body but the show did not go down that way and it was a really crazy concept yeah so i this interest this question is incredibly interesting right it's what makes us different and unique in a sense right this is one of those mysteries of the universe man and, and I think that there's uh, several ways that I could think about and, and kind of dive into this question 
um, both from like a religious background standing mm-hmm. as well as as a philosophical mm-hmm. um, metaphysical like there's so many different ways that I could go about discussing this and culturally too because yeah. if you look at different cultures um, in the in the typically in the US culture we think of soul and spirit as basically being the same thing those are those are typically most often connected right, yeah. and together um, in the Japanese culture, and that is very separate. Really, those are different things. Um, now I couldn't tell you exactly what those are. Say. I wish I could, I, and I'm not going to even try to go into it too much because I don't know that culture that well. I haven't done as much yeah, research into it. Yeah. Um, but I know that those are two separate entities. I wouldn't be surprised if it had to do with like a yin and yang type thing. I've always loved the yin and yang comparison. Like you have the the one half of it is black with a white you know circle in it and the other half is white with the black circle in it and it's just like a representation of balance and how there's always a little good and something bad or a little something bad and good or you know like negative positive energy it's freaking wild i've always loved the concept yeah for sure yeah it, it isn't so there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot a it's a loaded question there's man. a lot of aspects that we can go into and and i, I, I mean, don't know how you want to answer this let's dive into I, it i say piece, we right? we start at the beginning right wait what'd you say so let's let's break it down oh yeah, yeah 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 exactly what i'm trying to do so i mean we start he said heart mind soul spirit um for self and so i think the first time that he asks a question is what do you think is the relationship between them? Yeah. Um, the relationship between heart, mind, soul, and spirit, I feel like all like have to coincide with each other. If we're thinking like purely philosophical, I feel like <clears throat> you have your mind, which is like the gears, right? You, okay. You have your your um, heart, which is like the oil that pumps those gears more times than not and and then you have your soul or your spirit i don't know if we want to separate them or put them because i have no idea what that would look like if we separate them i would personally. say for for art because we are in the american culture let's keep yeah. it together let's, we'll keep let's it the soul and spirit those. those typically that, are the same thing yeah for me. that's the driver okay you know like that's that's yeah. what i see as like the relationship between all of them if you don't have a driver the the, the oil and the gears are just a mess if you don't have those gears, there's no machine to run. And if you don't have that oil, you can't run the machine. Yeah, so the the heart, when we talk, when we talk about the heart, right? Um, or, or rather, you could run the machine. It's just well, okay, so what, rugged. Well, what, what I've kind of, you've taken this concept that was already fairly metaphorical and made it even more metaphorical. Sorry. Uh, which I love. Um, <laughs> but to, to kind of bring it back to an understanding level and go the other direction, um, the mind is your cognitive thought, the processing. Cogs. He said cogs. I'll take it. Your heart is the is the term we use for emotions mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. that emotional force. Um, and the spirit is the concept of the metaphor is the metaphysical being like extra dimensional thing that like lives like inside of us shit. that that kind of thing yes. right um so i personally i think the we talk about the heart <laughs> we don't that's that's this like cultural thing um in, in other cultures the emotions were thought to be 
derived from your liver, right? Like, it, yeah, it was like your kidneys at one point. Um, that was the love center, the like emotions center of your body was your kidneys. Um, at some point, I don't remember why, wait, but it migrated to wait, the heart. That makes sense um, because kidney beans. So beans, the, beans, they're good for your heart. So <laughs> the. So the heart and the processes of this metaphorical heart is thing are things that are happening in your brain. <clears throat> They're part of the brain's capabilities. Um, it's all part of your mind and how it works. Um, but we're talking about the the cognitive thought, the emotional processing, yeah. and the spirit that like drives you or the, this like part of you that is the wholehearted yeah. you. Um, it sounds this, more like a computer than anything. Uh, yeah, kind of. And and I think that for me, the relationship between heart and, <clears throat> and mind, right, cognitive and emotion is they're the same. They're two sides of the same coin. Um, they're not separate. And most people like to separate them entirely. I don't think you can. I think it's impossible to. I think that you need both. It's like they both are incredibly important. But they are also connected in such an intertwined mm-hmm. way. You can't fully separate them in normal brain processing. You, you, it were, heart, it were and like, mind, heart and mind, right? Yes. There's like cognitive and emotions. Well, a lot of times, like, you're, you're, you have traumatic experiences in your life. Yes. And that gets hardwired, coded to to certain functions that go through your brain and that's just science exactly and and all of this goes into the the like relationship between those two right yeah is you can't separate the emotions from the cognitive right you need both uh, because as you said for example if i said if or if you said to me mm-hmm. right i'm gonna go mm-hmm. me right me as an example if you said to me hey richard we need to talk my reaction based on all of the trauma that's happened in my life right. is going to be immediately my brain is going to hyperdrive into the emotional relationship of those words. Yeah, and it's going to say, same. you hate me. You want to talk about why we're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm, you want to, mm-hmm. you want to ditch me right now. Like mm-hmm. these are the thoughts that are going to run through my head. And especially if it's over text so with no context and it's just like, Hey, we need I to hate- talk over text i am going to immediately think that you hate me that's immediately right, going to yeah. be my thought and 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 then behind that is going to be the cognitive processing i'm going to do of like okay he's given me no indication that that's true right i need to take a step back and like rewire this thought process yeah and it comes down to like okay well now we need to rein in the emotions right you're not going to be able to to control the impulse yeah but you can control the reaction to the impulse yes and yes. so you we got to rein in that thought of like okay well let's pull you, that back. you can't control what you feel but you can control the way that you express a lot of times yes it's hard yeah it's not it's not always easy sometimes it's really easy sometimes it is not easy at all and then you go to therapy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even, sometimes it's not even just about processing. It's about identifying. You can't even identify it without help. Now, um, that's like, 
I think that those two are like the same thing. I think that we can kind of lump those up with your brain. Mm-hmm. It's it's this like running like the computer hard drive running, right? It's the difference yeah, between yeah. RAM and and um the CPU, right? We mm-hmm. need both to operate a computer. You need, um, you need a graphics card and you need RAM. Yeah, so they're both going to run the computer together. They're mm-hmm. both working together. Now, the soul mm-hmm. in most iterations is the energy source yeah that like makes up of of you right some people think that when your body dies the soul will become a ghost right or or if you had an or for criteria where matter whatever right you you become a ghost right this this ethereal not physical being that makes up of your like identity that's still you but just outside of the normal reality right this like fifth dimension you mentioned right this this like other space this whether it be this like zone that we sit in and can see everything or or what we don't know i'm not i'm not a ghost expert but that's that's the idea right that that there's that's one theory the other theory and kind of the religious side of, of my upbringing is that uh, there is a afterlife yeah. and that the spirit is supposed to pass into that afterlife. And most mm-hmm. religions of any kind will have that theory, theory yeah, right? Honestly. Um, that your your soul, your spirit, this thing that exists inside of you that like is a part of you that is mm-hmm. you um, will pass on into this next space um, and whatever that looks like, whether it be um getting a new body entirely or just like living in this space in this spirit form um going down the river sticks like there's all <laughs> the examples of of, of afterlifes in, in every different culture um so there is this like passing into the afterlife and I that's mean, yeah, the spirit that I, soul I, I think that kind of goes into the next part of it cuz after you know we talk about the relationship which I think Richard and I both gave a pretty solid examples of how we view it. Um, do souls have memories or do memories become irrelevant when the soul is no longer confined by them? And, and like my personal opinion is that your soul <clears throat> is hardwired into your brain just like the rest of your body. And I feel like every memory you make, it goes into your brain. But I mean... Because, I mean, scientifically, we know that your memories go into a certain part of your brain. But I personally believe that when your soul departs, moves on to the next, whatever you believe in, right, goes with you. Memories and all. Um, maybe, maybe you lose all your bad memories and you keep the good ones. Or maybe you keep a concept of all your memories wrapped up in like a small little box that's now a part of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that depend again. This this vastly depends on the outlook you're standing. Yeah, on, right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go over a couple theories and then I'll I'll go ahead and say you know what I personally think in the sense of so. A lot of religions will say that when you pass on, your spirit goes to an afterlife, and as a part of that, the memories are hardwired into that. Mm-hmm. Right, they are a part of that. Um, you cannot be yourself without your memories. You will not be you unless you have your memories. Right, right. Um, but this also kind of complicates things like, what about people with Alzheimer's? 
do they lose a part of their soul? Is that is that something that they're losing out on, right? Is that are they missing that, or is or is their soul still storing those memories? Well, if you think about what I just said about the soul being hardwired into the brain, when you when your brain starts defecting, I mean, does the soul does, does like I that's mean, the question, I, I, right? I, I, yeah, is that where things like ghosts come from or whatever? <clears throat> right? I don't know. I would but, like to think that the soul is like it like hardwires into the soul, but the soul can't manifest it. That's the brain's job, you know? Right? Yeah. Um, I I think that that makes more sense in terms of if we go with this like religious view, then that would be the most logical argument here. Um, but the idea is that you though you would keep those memories. Yeah. Um, either other cultures or other theories are that the soul is an energy source. And okay. and when you, when you die, that energy source goes back into the world, whether it be through reincarnation or through just like energy. If we kind of look at, um, for example, uh, full metal alchemist, right? Fuck. They use the souls to fuel something else. Right. Um, same concept. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that there are there are theories that that are that are less anime and more just in general that the the energy that exists within a person when they die gets either redistributed or reincarnated <clears throat> yeah. or something. Um, but I yeah. I do think that. So I mean, yeah. What's your personal opinion? I believe in an afterlife. Yeah. And and I believe that you need your memories to make sense of an afterlife. Mm-hmm. And so. If, if, if I'm going off of what I I think I think that that makes sense to me yeah um, I mean based off of based off of what I believe in for my own personal self I, I feel like you know we're we're made to make memories like that's just part of our bodily function and so I think that's that's a way for us to you know remember like everything that happened and it gets hardwired to your soul so that we after you die god takes you and then it's all in your soul and you keep those memories that way i think that's yeah that's programming that's supposed to be with you for eternity based off yeah. of what i believe you know yeah which i think is pretty fucking cool if you ask me um do you think the soul resides in a specific part of the body and if so could it be transplanted and i i do have an opinion on this for sure for sure I'm curious. Let's hear it. I think we all feel our soul. Like we, 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 we all say, man, I don't know if I really know where my soul is, but I feel like deep down, we all feel it in our heart. It's just oftentimes we're like, it can't just be confined to that. Like I said, I feel like it's just all in you, like where it matters, you know, it's, it, it, it's in your heart. It's in the tips of your toes. You know, when you feel that sand beneath the, the, the skin of your toes for the first time, Oh my God. It's hardwired into your brain in your 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 nerves when you feel pain that gets put through your soul. I mean, have you heard of people having those, you know, life flash before my eyes experiences like right yeah. before they almost die or something? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think the soul is in one specific place. I think it's like fifth dimension type level where we can't really as humans conceptually perceive what a soul could even look like because we all think of like just like like ghostly aura like invisible transparent aura oftentimes but i think it's way deeper than that we just can't visually comprehend like what a soul slash spirit looks like man yeah um 
I I think it's isolated to your brain. I think that the body essentially at its core is just a meat suit. You can transplant almost every part of your body and still function. You can literally put in a fake heart. Dude, you literally put in fuck. a fake lungs. Like you, your body is just a piece of machinery. Yo, but what if part of your soul goes into that person? There has been stories of there people have been stories. with transplants who have felt things that they did not feel before. I I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. But like, imagine. I mean, that's I that's know. Like, fine. If you, it's if just you something to think off, about, man. Right? If you, I think that I can't transplant an arm. I don't think. What do you mean? Can you transplant an arm? I mean, yeah. I guess if you did it quick enough, right? Like if you cut two arms off and then just switch them, your body would have time on both bodies to heal into that arm, right? Because... Yeah, you would literally transplant skin and take it off and put it somewhere else. Why can't you do that with other parts of your body? But it's the function of your fingers, right? Because your nerves can rebuild themselves... Yeah, I mean, you can literally have your entire finger cut off and re, re put it back on. Like it's the same concept, maybe on a bigger scale. And I don't know if technology is caught up with that, but like theoretically, it's possible. I don't see why it's not. This is a bit, but that is such a high fucking thought for me right now. Because me being high is such a bit right now. <laughs> That genuinely is making me concerned about me being suffered. The, the the bit and reality are starting to mesh a little They're bit. They're messy. It's very funny. They're messy. Um, oh, but, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, because you were talking earlier about we were talking about coding, right? Yeah. And I was hardwired. Some people do shrooms so that way that coding can come apart and heal itself, so you can better deal with trauma and emotions and stuff so that they're not hardwired into each other anymore yeah that is uh very cool it's wild sorry side side note but um but yeah so i definitely (laughs) you think it's in the brain i I feel like i feel like the brain is the part that does any processing right it's the only thing that has it's the part of us that makes us unique Every creature that is living has some form of heart or some form of blood pumping or some form of like function inside. They have organs of some kind doing some function. Yeah. Um, Whether it's cellular or, or a heart or whatever, there's something going on. Um, Humans are the only ones that have this unique brain function. Right. And not even necessarily the the fact that we think, because that's Mm -hmm, not it. Right. mm -hmm. Um, It's the idea of us, imagining is what's unique about humans monkeys can be taught to speak language they can be taught sign language they can be taught to comprehend Mm -hmm. um but the thing that's interesting and and that i've seen studies on is that monkeys cannot be taught to imagine they cannot be taught to have individual thought they can be taught to process information but they cannot be taught to create new information Humans can go into their minds and create worlds, stories, movies, books. Creativity is the human's whole thing. But monkeys cannot be taught. They can be taught questions about, like, they can ask questions and they can, they can, but it's all in the effort of processing information. Did I hide that? That blew my fucking mind. 
shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I gotta be done with this high bit because I can't handle this shit right now. Um, well, the, um, the last part of this yeah, is part. what makes person good what makes a person good or evil and why is there love? Okay. That is <sighs> fuck. That's such a complicated question it is but i think it just goes back to everything that we've been talking about right i think there's a lot of opinions and beliefs on where all that comes from whether we were created whether we came from evolution whether norse mythology or greek mythology or the egyptian mythology is all real or not you know like people have their beliefs and opinions that come from hundreds of thousands of years ago or some that are still developing now and outside of what I believe and what you believe, I don't think anybody can really sit here outside of what they believe and, and really determine something. I think that I, the like, problem like, of... Do you know what I mean? Well, I think this... Yeah, I do know what you mean. And I think that what my response is going to be is the idea of good and evil is incredibly cultural and incredibly yeah. subjective most of the time. Something that you might find evil and that I might find evil, um, they may not see themselves as being evil. Right. Now, there are things that I think are like universally are incredibly looked down upon and shunned. Things like murder and Mm -hmm. um, stealing, for example. Uh, But there are so many arguments as to why that's good and evil. Um, Again, if we look at the religious answer, there's a deity that helps give us this like good right. and evil morality. Um, I've also seen um, the like philosophical or like cultural reasons of uh, the social construct um, or contract, the social contract. Do you know what this is? I've heard it once. Okay. The social contract is that I agree not to steal from you so that you don't steal from me. Because if, if there was no contract, right? If there was no contract between the, the two of us, then it was free game, right? You could take my food, you could take my stuff, and I could walk in and take anything you have, and it just like be free for all, and that does not benefit either one of us, right? Uh, go again with killing is like if the if our country just said killing's fine, a lot of people would die, and it would be very bad, right? You could be at your life would be at risk at any point, so then you had to be on edge. This episode's blowing my mind right now. I'm um, not even gonna lie. That <laughs> makes I don't. And so there's this like contract that we as a as a society have just kind of like agreed right. upon that most people agree it is bad to kill people. I feel like that that comes into play, especially if you don't believe in something quote unquote religious. Yeah, like you have to have a social and, contract and, and like. Here's the thing that I've seen a lot is is this why a lot of people and a lot of Christians are like, well, why don't you? anyway? I'm not going to get into the religious side. I don't want to get into this argument, but I so definitely do. But we out, should but do that at some point. It might be a ramble and roll. Um, yeah, but like I don't know. It just there's so much here, and I don't yeah, want to get yeah. into this. They're yeah. so nuanced. <clears throat> but I don't think that's what we want to unpack today. Today. But, um, yeah, there's this idea of the social construct, and I do think that it's beneficial to people, and I think that there is a part of us that, that uh, subscribe to this because we all understand, at least, you know, most of society understands that, like, if you weren't banned from killing people, if you, like, it, you just 
would always yeah. be on edge, right? If you had this understanding that like be purged, you could die at any point, yeah. that that murder was acceptable, then you would always be on edge of yeah. like, am I going to get killed today? Is someone going to try to kill me? Do I have to kill someone else so that I don't get killed? And there's this constant edge that happens, and then that destroys populations, destroys society, and so we've just agreed, okay, well, yeah. let's not kill each other because killing each other doesn't benefit us. And so we're going to not do that thing anymore. In case y'all didn't know, y'all should be strapped in for a nice longer episode this week. <laughs> because if you think we're getting rid of any of the bits that we had planned for today, you're wrong. Right. But, okay, so, because I'm going to ask another question here. That sounds a lot separate from love. The concept. That, I, I don't that- think love can really be thrown into a social contract. I don't think so either. And I think that love is a topic that is its own episode. I think we could talk about yeah, what is love and yeah. as a, as a Baby, like actual serious me. conversation no more. for hours. What um, is love? And, and there's scientific reasons why there's love and attachment. Like we, mm-hmm. we feel this dopamine rush that creates this instant like attraction yeah there is a a lot of other hormones and chemicals going through our brains when when we see someone that we're attracted to and then there's a lot of like that puppy love stage where it's again emotional and like puppy love is one of my favorites not gonna lie it's it's that like again it's the dopamine that's Mm -hmm. giving our brains a rush and it, it helps us to form that attachment so that when that wears off there's the attachment there that keeps the relationship strong. And so there's that angle, right? There's a lot of hormones and chemicals and each stage of love creates different types of, of hormones and, and chemicals. And, and if you are working on your relationship, those hormones and those chemicals will continue to be released, mm-hmm. right? It won't stop. There's going to be sections where there's the other yep. types Right, um, See, it's the same it reason. Goes past beyond the emotions too, because love is also a choice. There, love is a choice. Well, like, right? yeah, it's, so crap. love is love is the the love is more than just that emotion of, of drive that push of like, oh, I really I love you so much. It's the choice too. Like, yeah, you know, off mic, right? Ryan and I kind of were at each other's throats last week, and and it. But the love that's there between our relationship, the choice that we have to love each other is, or, you know, say we do have an argument, right? Or we, we fight. We're not, we're best friends for a reason why right? we do fight. The, when there's a fight, right, there's, there's still love there because I choose to have a relationship to, to be best friends with Ryan. There, there's a relationship um, because I choose to have comic relief instead of anger. <laughs> <laughs> So, but again, Sometimes. again, that is processing emotions versus yeah, uh, pro- uh, logic. So it, there's there's the the choice there, right? Of of love, and so I think we could talk about this for hours. I think that this is a whole separate topic that I would love to get into at some point. Um, yeah, but you know that what is love at the end there is just so yeah. funny to me because it's yeah. so you you threw in the hardest what question to answer as like a one second blurb at the end, and it's like yep. Fuck. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to come back to that. I'm not sure when, but we're definitely yeah, gonna have to come definitely. back to that. Um, but I I have a bit. Okay. Um, one of these things not, not like, like the, the other, other one. Um, so I have a little bit different one. Okay. Um, okay. it's a little bit different, but I, I like to put it under the same umbrella. Uh, I have a list of things. Um, 
and kind of under this like uh, high joke if you will this high bit um <laughs> it's been like thank you rosin for that question so much because it <laughs> so goes with like everything uh, right yeah, now he, he's making it work and he likes it a lot i am making um, it work and i do like it a lot <laughs> i have i have a list here yeah yeah you do words. Yeah, you um, do. I want you to tell me. Fuck. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to go one by one. Okay. It's a one, two choice. You have two choices here. Okay. Is this a location? Oh, no. Or is this a joke? What does that mean? I'll get ready for the first one. I guess. Okay. Not okay. really. Come, Winton. <laughs> Is Cumwinton? Don't say it again. (laughs) Real location. Uh, It is a location. It's in the UK. It's a city in the UK. And you want to go to coming? Cum, what was it? What is it? Cumwinton. Cumwinton. Um, and I, I will say this now. I apologize if any of these real, any of these are real. Um, I apologize if I butcher the pronunciation. My bad. Um, we're gonna go to the next one. You ready? Yeah. Fingering ho. No fake. Fake. <laughs> fake. Joke. Uh. That is a city in the UK. <laughs> Fuck you. No, it's not. It is. It is. It is. You can't just say finger a hoe and call it a real place. <laughs> you cannot do that. <laughs> you can't. Someone did. <laughs> no. It's a city in the UK. Oh my. UK needs to get. Okay. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, did you like that joke? That did you good, like that? that? Yeah. Um. <laughs> ready? No. Uh, upper thong. You can't. <laughs> you can't do this to me, man. Because this is the third one. And this could be, this could go either way. It could go either way. Uh, what is it? This is Prince's Bride shit. <laughs> Y'all, if you know, you know. Um, Upper thong. <laughs> real it is real it is a real city Damn in the it. uk did you just go to the uk uh butthole lane no <laughs> no i'm sorry that's fake i swear to fuck if you tell me that that's real no it is a Richard. it is a street no. in Sheepshed, uk it is real it is a real place yeah and it's called what uh butthole lane b-u-t-t-h-o-l-e lane can we just call it patchouli patchouli <laughs> <laughs> lane like can we i but batholi batholi lane um titty ho real it is. It is a real. It's a street in Wellingboro, UK. Starting to cash on to how this game works. 
Why do you hurt me like this? Sandy balls. Yeah, real. <laughs> what was that? Real. What was that again? What was your Sandy guess? Sandy balls is real. It is Sandy Balls Leisure Club. That is the is actually it's a club. Okay, no, I would count that as a joke. <laughs> nope, it's real. It's Sandy Balls Leisure Club. I can call in anything, Bridge, anything, and it's a joke. In, in Fording Bridge, UK. I, what the fuck? That one doesn't <laughs> fucking count. That doesn't count. Everything was streets and cities. That's it. You could go up to a building and call it Show Mama. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it, I think it actually is in a like city. Like it. it anyway, there's like streets well, yeah. named after it too. But um, yeah, Sandy Balls uh, Leisure Club oh is what gosh. I looked up. Um, Cockermouth. No. <laughs> city. No. <laughs> is, is a city. Yeah, but no. It is. Um. Yep. Cockermouth. <laughs> <laughs> But I barely know her. Um, penis stone. Um, yeah. Is that is that real or or, or fake? Where um, in the UK city? is it? It's a city in, in the, the UK. UK? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I just and that it is it is it is penis and then tone, but like it's penny and then stone. I think is more how it like originally was thought of, but it is actually penis and then tone. So penistone. Penistone. I sure. Like that. That's the best one sure. out of all these, honestly. Sure. Shut up. Penistone. Penistani. Yep, yep. Wet wang. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Where? UK? <laughs> yep. Um, and that, that's the last one I'll give. I have more, but, like, that's the last one I'll give. I, um, I, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Uh, you want a bonus one just for the heck of it? Yeah. Last one, last one. Yeah. Shitterton. No. <laughs> Shitterton. Shitterton. Um. Shitterton. Yep. Ireland? Yep. Uh, in the UK. Oh my gosh. I saw these from uh, a friend of mine on a, on a stream and oh my gosh, it was so funny. Um, yeah, these are, these are lists of, I looked them up. I personally searched them all and they are all so funny to me how cultural some of them pro- probably been around for hundreds of years. I can't stand it. Long before the English word meant what it does now. <sighs> it's ridiculous. I was just saying names of cities, you guys. I don't know what Ryan was so upset about. I don't know why he was freaking out so bad. But good job. You got most of the questions right. I'm proud of you. You won. I'll give you the points. You, you got it. Good job. Yeah. Richard, that was the equivalent of rearranging chairs on a deck of the Titanic. It was just a sinking ship. <laughs> And I was moving things around. I just, just thank you, Justin McElroy, for that quote because it's such a good quote. But I was rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic is what I was doing. It's all it's all that was, just, which is downright terrifying. But you know what's also downright terrifying? Oh, what's that? What is it? Oh, whoa! Oh, wow! My goodness. Louisiana over there. My goodness. My goodness. A little southern. 
Welcome back to Ryan's Spooky Corner DIY. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot we were doing this. I knew knew we were doing this, and then I forgot we were doing this until this moment. So we're going to revisit what we revisited last week, which um, had us laughing our asses off. It was so funny. It was so So, uh, last time on Ryan's Spooky (laughs) Corner DIY, I literally named the episode that. (laughs) I I literally named the episode that. Uh, this is how to get over your fear of Slenderman. The first method was using your logic. The second method, we'll see if we go into the third one. But <laughs> no, the, s- no, no. the first one was not use your no, logic. No, it wasn't. The first it was one was roast. bully the hell out of No, it Slenderman. was either roast or roast. <laughs> bully <laughs> Either emotionally time. roast him or physically roast him. Oh, Take your pick. So funny. Uh, this is method two. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Taking action. Taking action. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do your research. He is not real. So what's the point <laughs> in being afraid? Fuck. Wait, he's not real? Wait, what? Yep. Are you telling me we went through all of this? No, Wait, you know what's crazy? One? He was a meme invented in 2009 by some guy named Victor Surge in the Something Awful forums. Turns out Victor Surge goes by Eric and lives in Japan. Maybe Eric has a mermaid girlfriend named Ariel and spends most of his time on boats. Terrifying. Wow. I don't know who wrote this article, they but they even are roasted, salty. They roasted? Victor Surge. The creator of it. They didn't even roast just Slenderman. They went like meta and roasted the guy who yeah. thought of Slenderman. What? And wait, you're telling me this guy isn't real? What? Yeah. Slenderman was part of a contest. Part of a contest what? ran by amateur artists that were interested in Photoshop and the paranormal. He is he the real. figment of some guy's, Eric's, imagination. And thousands of people took off with it, making their own stories. Cool. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for helping me. Why was this not number one? I don't I don't know. Why was this not <laughs> why did you do it to number two? You went to all of number of one. Action. All of number you one. You went on to go and talking like talking to Slenderman face to no face. <laughs> and then you say, Hey, he's not real, which totally <laughs> negates method one. I love that I love that method one included things like run away because he can't see you. Right. But action was he's not real. Why wasn't he's not real under like logic, right? Yeah. You would think. Yeah. You would You think? would think, but we're not thinking. Okay. So we're we're under action. Let's go back yeah. to action. Alright, so so uh number <laughs> this this uh number two to uh to taking action is yeah. do the math. Do the math. So we started by doing our research. Now we have to do the math. There is very little actual evidence that can be traced back in history linking to Slenderman. What little evidence there is, is made up. So, beyond popular belief, he's not real. And if he is, think about it. There are about 7.5 billion people in the world in just as many places. In fact, many more. Where he could be if he were real. What are the odds that he's coming after you? That's not the point. The point is how to get over my fear of Slenderman. Oh, I guess there's... Hey, 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 Wiki. Hey, Wiki how? Wiki, Wiki how? Why was this not under logic? What makes you so special that Slenderman would show up on your doorstep? (laughs) Unless you're leaving him milk and cookies, he probably won't. (laughs) 
think of it like Santa Claus, unless you believe in Santa Claus. How long did it take you to say, Mom, Dad, there's no way Santa can hit all the homes in the world in eight hours' time, especially with the time it takes to climb up a chimney. I know it's you. Oh, wow. This is pretty much the same thing, only he doesn't have a booming laugh or a tummy that rumbles like a bowl full of jelly. Okay, so now you're telling me that Santa Claus isn't real, too? You dick. Just kidding. Hey, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I got another wiki hell for you. (laughs) I need to look at how to break it to your friend that Santa Claus isn't real. I'm going to find that, and we're going to do that for Christmas. Um, Number three, use him as a port key. If you think about it, Slenderman would make a pretty cool superhero. He could... Oh, okay. He could just pop up in places randomly. How sweet would that be? All you have to do is get close to him, latch onto him, and wait for him to teleport. Like a port key in Harry Potter. Heck, maybe he could teach you how to do it. Oh my god. When you start, what? When you start being able to teleport, you're going to become so popular. Slenderman could be your ticket to being the big cheese. All you got to do right now is think about whether you'd use your powers for good or evil. So is he real or not? Because you're telling me to use him as a port key. Make up your mind. <laughs> One sentence ago, you said this dude is Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling me to use him. Which is it, Wiki? Hey, which um, is it? This just gets worse. Uh, let's go. Now, before use him as a TARDIS. What? You want me to go inside of him? Is he bigger on the inside? <laughs> I need to pause and just analyze that statement in my head <laughs> for a second. <laughs> Well, as far as we know, we don't see any outside genitalia. So not, maybe it's all bigger uh, on the inside. No. Why does that sound sensual? Because <laughs> don't understand why someone being bigger on the inside is hot. But for whatever reason, it sounds hot. It's like, yeah, baby, only four inches, but inside, I'm twelve. What? Fuck. Oh my god. Uh, not only does it seem like Slenderman could teleport, but he could travel in time. What? When has this ever been a thing? Um, I I don't know. Let's keep going. You know how you're walking around the woods at night, and then all of a sudden you wake up in the daytime? What's up with that? Oh yeah, Slenderman is a TARDIS. You want to go back and retake that chem test? No problem, friend. Uh, the jury's still out on whether he's going forward or back in time. Science says the traveling backwards in time is impossible, but even Stephen Hawking's says forward time travel is possible if you go fast enough, time slows around you while it stays, quote, normal everywhere else. Provided Slenderman abides by the laws of physics here on Earth, he's going forward in time. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's so, sticking to physics, all right. Oops, that chem test may not be happening, sorry. Wow. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, you want to go and retake the chem test? Oh, sucker, you can't. So, sucks to suck. Number five, find the source of those creepy noises. Sitting huddled in the corner under your Snuggie while you keep your ears open will only make you hear more noises. Huh? (laughs) Instead, get up. Go looking for its source. This is how you fucking die! Yeah, uh... This is every horror film! Let's, uh, let's, let's hear... You hear a ghost? Go find it. Go find Let it. Let it kill you faster. Do you hear an axe? Oh, yeah. Do you, no, do you hear a chainsaw go... What? 
Oh, let me go find that. Yeah, I'm going to go find that noise. Where's the sword? That's great. Look, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Oh, my goodness. Look, I'm hanging on a hook through my throat. This is fun. Hey, this you is know great. What? Oh, action. That's right. Yep. Action. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find the horrible seven-foot, eight-foot monster. Maybe you have mice. If you hear a weird noise or a whisper out of nowhere, don't automatically link it to Slenderman. Why do mice have whispers? It's probably not him. They have whiskers, not whispers. Get it right, Wiki. Uh, Slenderman doesn't really make noise. If you do hear noise, it's anything but Slenderman. Bigfoot makes noise. Maybe it's him. I mean, honestly, got a point. There's a little bit of a point. <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah. Uh, if you're hearing noises, you know it's not Slenderman. It's a lot of other things. Not Slenderman, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. God. Act like he's your BFF. <laughs> hey, Slenderman. What's we up, have, my we man? Have, we have gone full circle. Either pretend he doesn't exist or be best friends with him. All right. Hey, Slenderman. What's up, my man? Imagine that if he's there, you're going to have a Slendy party. Do the wave and eat some Doritos. If nothing else, he'll initially be freaked out by your warmth and gumption. No one else has the cojones <laughs> to be so friendly and inviting. You may need some low-cal snacks and bottled water on hand. Slenderman is really self-conscious oh about his gosh. weight. The tortilla chips are just for you. Offer him some out of courtesy, but keep alternatives on hand for good measure. What? The, what? Throw a party? Is that what I just... Throw a party? With alternatives. You go full circle. Mm-hmm. Man, this, this article is like the cycle of abuse. Pretend he doesn't exist bully him oh now we're best friends next one you're gonna tell me is oh now ignore him again because what let's go ahead and go into method three controlling your emotions face your own personal demons you have to be willing to stand up to him if you don't find the courage to let go of your fears (laughs) then you may never get over that oh self-improvement yeah okay since it's forget about him we gotta forget ourselves first since it's highly doubtful (laughs) that you'll ever meet him remind yourself that the real fear is fear itself (laughs) you know he's not real you're just paranoid that he is is there something else you're actually afraid of do a little self-analysis. <laughs> You're probably not scared of suits, tall people, or skinny people. What's the bigger issue at hand? That's definitely yeah, easier said than getting done, Getting slaughtered. <laughs> to start facing your demons, grab a notebook and start analyzing your fear. When did it start? What's the root of it? What times of day is it worse? When does it spring up? When you're alone, when you're sad, etc. Seeing your own patterns will force you to realize how much of this is just in your head and is truly groundless. Yeah. When did it start? Apparently when the dude in Japan mm-hmm. wrote it or whatever? I I, I, I guess. I guess. Uh, two, overcoming your fears with exposure. Let's say you're what? afraid of spiders. <laughs> One day you put yourself in a room 12 feet away from a spider until you're okay with it. The next day it's 10 feet. A week later you're sitting next to it. Eventually, yeah, so now go find <sighs> Slenderman and just stand yeah. next to him for hours. Yeah. First, what? get stabbed by a tentacle 200 feet away. Then a hundred, then ten. Next, you will be inside of him, using him <laughs> as a TARDIS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this process is also called deconditioning. Oh my gosh. Um, anything can be gotten used to with enough time. That's why that Taylor Swift song you initially hated is sort of tolerable now. Man, now they're not even just roasting Slenderman. They're roasting everything. Yep. So open up the game. When you face Slenderman, sit there. Look at him. Don't run away. 
just stand there until your heartbeat slows down. You may not believe it, but slowly you'll grow bored of him. You'll wonder whatever frightened you in the first place. Start doing this gradually. Monday, do it for five minutes. Tuesday, for ten. Eventually, you'll be unmoved by him completely. Number three. (laughs) Calm yourself down. Oh, Okay. If you freak out and run through the house whenever you think he's there, don't let yourself. If you think he's behind you in the basement, take a deep breath, sing your favorite song, and calmly walk up the stairs. Your body often cues your mind and not the other way around. So if your body stays calm, your mind may too. Breathe slowly and deeply. It gets your heart rate down, your mind on other things, and a little more reassurance that he's not after you. Yeah. When you take controlled, relaxed breaths, your anxiety will automatically lessen. That's been the most helpful thing in this yeah, whole stop. article. Take a breath. <sighs> Excellent. You stop. You've taken a breath. You've conquered the man of slender. You've let him stab you in the back. Because <laughs> you stood there. Huh. And let him kill you. But if you've conquered Great your fear, job. do you but care you're not if afraid you're anymore. Do we no, care no, for you don't because, because you're fine. You're calm back down. It didn't say Great how to avoid job. getting killed by Slenderman. No, you're right. It's just to get over our fears. No, this is this is what they're really telling you. And, and if he, you die, then you won't be afraid yeah. of him anymore. <laughs> Here's the last part. Empower yourself. Alright, so a lot of this article has been Give yourself a gun. <laughs> A lot of this article has been poking fun at Slenderman, but if you're truly scared of him, all the jokes in the world won't be helpful. The only thing that will be helpful will be empowering yourself. You're afraid of what he represents to you, not what he is or what he's capable of. If you change your image of him, you won't be afraid of him anymore. Realize that you have the power. You know how some people are afraid of heights, closed spaces, or clowns, and how other people aren't? Fear is in everyone's head. When you start imagining Slenderman in his tidy whities sleeping like a baby in the fetal position, you start giving yourself control and taking it away from him. Nah, don't get real on me now, article. Next time you run into Come him, on, Wiki, yeah. don't even offer him the Doritos. You have all the power. What? <laughs> To overcome a fear, you should know its origin. For example, if a person witnessed a real-life traumatic event, such as an accident that injured someone on an escalator, their fear of escalators may be more deeply ingrained. Why did we go with escalators? That is an, that is that is one example. Traumatic I, events sure. can get stuck in the limbic system, which is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight responses, and eye movement desensitization, reprocessing, or EMDR can help someone process traumatic material, freeing it from the limbic system by allowing the traumatic material to drop out. We went so technical with that, but that is how to get over your fear of Slenderman in three easy methods. Someone asked, yeah, three easy methods. <laughs> someone on the comment section said, can I think of him in a barrel? And they answered, sure, why not? You can think of anything you want as long as it helps you get over your fears. <laughs> can I think of Slenderman as an ice cream? Why not? My God. Um, this, Wiki, <laughs> Wiki how? I guess you're helpful at like the last hour. Right. But you've it's all in the limbic every, system. Every get the reason, fuck over it. Every way to like get slaughtered by this dude. Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks cool, so cool, much cool. for listening to our super long episode this week. Not that super long, but it we definitely made yeah. it past the hour. I I do mark. have to like throw one more thing out there. Is the um, I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug. Yeah. Um, I plugged her before. Uh, but there is an artist that I know and that I'm friends with, and uh, I'm really excited for. Uh, she's doing a Kickstarter right now. It is the artist in the um, 
her artist name specifically, I have to go with this, is Autumn Stay. Autumn Stay yeah. is going to be uh, releasing a new song. And to do that, they have to do crowdfunding because labels won't pick them up. And so they're doing this all on their own, and which is incredible. Honestly, it's it shows determination and grit and, and just gumption, getting up and just doing it on their own, regardless of what anyone said, just making it happen for herself, for the, the like several members of her band, just making it happen. And so we definitely support them. I've got her music on my playlist. Like it is top of the list. It's such a good, she's such a good artist. Um, so please, 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 uh, like if you have a dollar, five dollars, whatever, please like feel free to go find it. The link will be in the description, um, to the new song that is coming out. Um, she has lots of levels of support, including mm-hmm. gifts and all kinds of cool stuff that's coming out. I have a, a t-shirt that's so cool. It's got this really neat, like robot head on it for the last album that came out. Like, um, so please go support them, support her. It's amazing. Um, autumn stay. So that's great. Um, also just kind of quick announcement. We are working with getting a guest possibly next week maybe or we get very soon so please 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 stay tuned I, for I'm that. excited i am incredibly excited uh i don't want to say anything unless it's happened i because i don't want to mess yeah. it up <laughs> i don't want to overpromise, but know that we are working with someone right now to have a guest on the show mm-hmm. um really exciting please just hold on for that i'm, uh, I'm excited cool. to meet them either way it'll be yeah it'll be cool. honestly so, um, yeah, well, that is said. Um, we have an email. We have an email. It is talktothenerd at gmail.com. That is talk, the number two, the nerd at gmail.com. So please uh, feel free to, if you have a question or you just want to make a joke or whatever, yeah. your your viewpoints, send them to us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on soul, All body, mind, whatever. All we love um, answering everything. questions yeah, too, man. Yeah, honestly, getting your questions is like why we started this show and why we've structured it the way we have. And one of my favorite parts about this show, we, but if you honest, don't, if you don't, I'm just going to talk dog. Right. <laughs> but also like we, we don't have a lot of questions right now. Please send them in so we can answer them. But also like we love this and we love yeah. you guys. And, and it's such a huge joy for us to be doing this show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yep. yep Every yep. single day. Thank you. Check out Richard on Twitch. Yeah, I saw. I saw that you played the murder of Sonic Hedgehog. I started it. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, my teeth were acting up, so I couldn't like. There was a lot of pain, uh, yeah. so I couldn't the stay very long. The fact that it was, it was by so... Sega blows my mind. Uh huh. I was like, what? I played it on release day. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I was really excited. I got. I you know I didn't finish it. But yeah, yeah. I started it on release day. It's so funny. That's great. It's so fun. It's free too. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I think I installed. I, I didn't install that. I added to my library. So looking forward to that. But uh, ooh ooh nice. Our music fixed itself somehow. You got lucky. As always, my name is Ryan Hall. <laughs> and my name is Richard Lasky. Oh. Come back next time so you too can talk to the nerd. <laughs> Put a boo, dog. <laughs> <laughs>